sorry. It's been a while since we've done this. We had a practice. We had our, a warm up. We had a warm up, and it slowly turned into nonsense. Ah, <laughs> uh, guess who's back? We are. Well, you know, you ruined it. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back again. Okay. Northern Frights. Northern Frights. Tell your friends. Oh, You're so good. that was good. <laughs> I thought about that for like three days. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do? I'll just steal from Eminem. Yes. Eminem, Eminem, Eminem. So there you go. We're back, everybody. We're back. Hi. Hi. Happy 2020. 2020. You Oops. can see in the future. <laughs> I know how yesterday I was writing. I think it was, what was I writing? I know something and I kept being like trying to write down 19 mm-hmm. and I was like no <laughs> 2020 get it together the other part of my brain is like no it's 2019 2019 <laughs> that happens for like the first like couple of months of the year it is the months I yeah. agree yeah because you're in a flow of writing 2019 or yeah. typing it yep. and then I'm like 2020 is much different yeah. than 2019 yeah you've got to be like mm-hmm. Over and over. <laughs> and by the, what that means is I was going p- t- pushing two zero back and forth. With two fingers, With too. With two fingers. You have excellent typing yeah. skills. <laughs> yeah. That's how the, all the good typers type. Mm-hmm. Just two fingers. What's your words per minute? <laughs> None. <laughs> be like A minute goes by and I'm like, boop. <laughs> Boop. Oh, it's already over. <laughs> Start again. Boop. <laughs> Boop. We should do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll do it one day for work. See how we do it the entire day. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. Fine. Yeah. Our bosses will be completely fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. All right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020. The year 2020. Mm-hmm. A world war is going to start soon. <laughs> it's a... Start off with a bang. Oh, literally. Oh. <laughs> Rough. I know. Tough crowd. Bad, bad joke. Tough crowd. That's my usual bad joke. Oh, song. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Gotta make it somebody go like, no. It's <laughs> one time when I make a joke. Mm-hmm. All right. How was your Christmas break? We were on Christmas break, you guys. Yeah, we went on break. It was yeah, really it was good. Hey, I'm okay. I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy time alone. Mm-hmm. And I think my break was filled with a lot of people, which actually I was surprised because I was sort of like, dang, you're seeing people all the time and you're You're so popular. No, no, no. It was like family. But I was like, I'm going to be so tired. Like I was just taking internal gauge of it. And I'm like, you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. But actually went really well. So I was sort of surprised. Were you just like, I like. I like people. people. (laughs) Sometimes. Friends are good. <laughs> Essentially, but maybe not, not particularly quite. that. Yeah. It wasn't just like the Grinch, just like my heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> it was really great though. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. How about yours? Yeah, um, I did want to uh, tell a story about before Christmas, and then I'll tell my story about actually Christmas break. Okay. Um, so we went Christmas tree shopping like the end of November, like right before Thanksgiving. Um. And we're on this tree farm, and I'm walking through the tree farm, and I look over, and I see this camera set up on a tripod, and I'm like, what? And then I look down, and there's a family sitting on the ground, and I was like, oh, they're taking their, like, Christmas photo. (laughs) 
And so like I can, I'm like I can see the camera. Obviously the camera can see me. So I gotta like get out of there. So I start running like Bigfoot style, just like oh. so I'm sure this poor family is like going through their pictures and just sees me like Bigfooting it in the background. So you're welcome, random family. I wish you would have made contact. Yeah, and be so like, Can like, I can see you your Christmas photos? So I can make it my Christmas photo. <laughs> <laughs> just like my family just like gets a card and just sees me in the background just like they're like what is this what is this family oh, <laughs> oh there's anna That's so funny. oh by the way we're i'm anna <laughs> we're rusty we're rusty. okay you're anna i'm Alyssa, and we're northern frights. northern frights we're a podcast that actually talks about things talk about the paranormal and uh true crime in the midwest particularly here we go minnesota wisconsin michigan iowa illinois north and south dakota and occasionally some surrounding areas if we forget what the midwest is Alyssa, <laughs> <laughs> i will never live that down <laughs> you're like one time one time one i talked about tennessee <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. I love that. That was great. I did not even realize it till I was speaking in the podcast. Yeah, and then you're like, oh. Oh, wow. That's not Minnesota, that's Tennessee. What a goose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, my actual Christmas break was pretty good. I had a gallbladder attack Christmas Day. So that, you know, half of that week was just shot down. Mm-hmm. But then I went to Hawaii. Yes. It was so nice. It was in Honolulu. We stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, Ooh. so it was very small. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't the, know much about it. Um, the room was probably like the size of the room that we're in currently. Mm-hmm. She got a double wide <laughs> double dorm wide room trailer. or yeah. something. <laughs> Felt like we're in a hostel, <laughs> but paying more than a hostel. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but we did a tour while we were there. It was a guided tour. Um, it was just my friend and I. And so we're the guy, we got up at like, I got up at 4.30 a.m. to start this tour because we were going to Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And the guy is like, you need to get up super early because there's going to be zillions of people there. He literally used zillions <laughs> like five times the entire time. Zillion. And we're like, okay, cool. We got, went and saw that. That was pretty good. Uh, but he, we're like driving around the city and he's telling us like, basically the entire history of Hawaii, Good. which is great when you've been awake for like 12 hours mm-hmm. already. And you got a bit bored 30. Yeah. That's what you want to do. Yeah. So I'm like, my friend's already falling asleep. So I'm like, I can't fall asleep. You're like, dang it. Yeah. I got to be the responsible <laughs> yeah. one. So I'm like, uh-huh. Wow. Cool. Oh, wow. You know, in the back. Well, mm-hmm. he's, it's just the two of us and this guy. So I'm like, oh, wow. And then he was telling us about how the Hawaiian people back in the day, their belief was that everybody has this thing called mana. It's like, you have mana, I have mana, everybody's got mana. It's like how you get your power. Mm. In order to get more power, you have to consume it. So what does that mean? You eat each other. No. Yeah, that's what he said. I did not um, expect this. Yeah, he was like... (laughs) He's like... So, you know, it was a belief that, like, the Hawaiian people practiced cannibalism so they could get more mana. They thought that, um, Cap, what is his name, Captain Cook, who was, like, the guy who founded the Hawaiian Islands. Not Captain Hook, Cook, okay. C. Um, they thought that he was cannibalized because they could only find his nose, like, five fingers and an ear. Like, after a while. 
And so he's like, so if the Hawaii, if anybody like Hawaiian people ask you to dinner, don't go. And I'm like, ha ha ha. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, do you have plans? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't Hawaiian himself. Oh, okay. so. But I was just like, funny story, Jay. I'm so tired. <laughs> Did you ever at any point wake up your friend and be like, do you hear this? No. <laughs> I kept looking over at her, like, hoping that she'd wake up. But she was, like, literally, like, sleeping, like, up. She's got, like, her sunglasses on. Her head's, like, down. Like, we'd hit, like, some area. And she'd be like, and go, oh. <laughs> It just hit my head. <laughs> But I feel fine. It's a little sore. <laughs> that had to really hurt. It's a little sore, but it's, it's fine. I've hit my head a lot growing up, so. you pronounced it um but i also got a book while i was there Mm. at the airport um it was called this was like the best spooky tales of hawaii so i'm gonna (laughs) read that and report back on any good stories maybe you could do a special session on just some of those stories we can do a we can do a special episode where we go outside of the midwest Mm -hmm. there you go on purpose on purpose (laughs) time but yeah cool spooky stories of hawaii something something like this spooky tales I remember that's what it said on the front. It was like, all I saw was spooky tales. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm buying this right now. I need this right now. Was right. it decent yeah. price? Because yeah. it was in that airport, too. Yeah. I don't think it was. I'm trying to remember how much I paid for everything. Because I got a water bottle that was ridiculously mm-hmm. priced. And then I got a calendar for my mom. Because that's what she really wanted. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It was probably like less than 18. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. No. I was thinking it'd be no. that itself. No. Book. Yeah, I can't remember. Or the water. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the water was like $4. It was bananas. It is. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's get into some of this. So yeah. we wanted to talk about the order of podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's a little confusing if you look on our um, pages, yeah. any actually platform. It looks like they're all out of order. Mm-hmm. So... Um, some newer listeners may not know, but mm-hmm. we used to do mm-hmm. a really cool style of sending mm-hmm. out our podcast, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we would actually email it out. Yes, we were very high tech. We did a blind carbon copy, mm-hmm. and we'd send you, it out yeah, via you, email. We went to the pay phones. Do you know that they still have pay phones in Hawaii? No, but Florida had some. I took oh. a picture. I said the future is calling or, <laughs> or, something, or something like that. Yeah, yeah Florida we, we call people by pay phone. We'd be like, get your Walkman ready. <laughs> we got a cassette coming. Got a cassette coming <laughs> by email. <laughs> yeah. So um, over the break, I think it even started in November or mm-hmm. something, we started um, re-releasing mm-hmm. them onto our platforms. Our platforms. Yeah. So the order's out of <clears throat> order. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking about renumbering them so that they would make more sense. So yeah. in the future, I would 
we might have different numbers episode wise, but the uh, content will be the same. The title otherwise yeah. will be the same. Yeah. But it'll make more sense when you look at it in its yeah. order. You're not like, why is five coming after 13 or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Yeah, and we still have a couple um, episodes to release, so maybe we'll do that as a comprehensive yeah. thing after those are uploaded. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we're on, we're on a few new uh, platforms now. Yes. So we're still on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, um, and Radio Public, but we're also now on Overcast and Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts! Which is pretty exciting, because I feel like that's kind of like a, you're really legit if Apple is like, we'll recognize you. Yeah, like when Anna told me, because I didn't get an alert on my phone, Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. And then we both, of course, go and search for it, and Mm -hmm. we're like, we're on Apple! So it's really exciting. Yeah. Make so, sh- uh, I'm sorry. Okay. What did you say? I was gonna say, make sure you, if you use Apple or mm-hmm. Google, mm-hmm. go on there, subscribe, mm-hmm. and then it'll get right into your feed. Yep. And it'll give you alerts as to when there's a new episode. Mm-hmm. Please uh, rate and review. Also, if you give us a bad one, we'll probably just quit because we're very um, sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about what we would do when yeah. we got a bad review. We would just be like, we're done. We both defaulted to quit. <laughs> Yeah. Or I guess we could also default to cry because that'll probably happen. That'll be the first thing that we'll do, and then we'll be like, just delete everything, <laughs> just, just delete it all. Throw the burner, no burn it down, <laughs> shut it down. Um, last thing about old podcasts is um, we sometimes mention pictures or mm-hmm. things we were going to put on mm-hmm. it as an attachment, mm-hmm. and that was back in our email days. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, they won't be on any of the re-release there, but yeah. Um. Most of the stuff we chat about, so you should be able to figure out if you wanted to Google Just what Google the hodeg looked like or whatever. Hodeg. You, you can go do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then okay. you had one more topic you wanted oh, to talk about. Fighting dark. <laughs> so I got I got home on Sunday from our trip, and my like family had come over to help my mom um, at home. Well, I was gone, and I didn't realize that my uncles had, like, turned off a light down in our basement. So, like, in order to, like, you have this light switch at the top that turns it on, but they had, there's, like, a chain that's attached to it at the basement. Yeah. And so they had turned that off. Oh, yeah. And so we thought, like, the light bulb had burned out. So, I, like, it's dark out already. It's nighttime, and I'm bringing some laundry downstairs. And I'm like, all right, I got to, like, get down these stairs and then get over to, like, the middle of the basement so I can turn on the lights by the washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like, I'm literally like boxing there. Like, you can't get me. You can't get me. You can't get me like the entire way over there. And then I was just like, I turned the light on. And I was like, didn't get me. Get me. You didn't get me, monster. So. Reminds um, me very much of Home Alone. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the feeling you had without being able to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's like pitch black down there. And I'm just like, nobody can get me. I'm the toughest one alive. I'm the toughest thing down here. You can't fight me. And then I like, turn the lights on. It's like my cats are just like, what's your problem? <laughs> Were you saying that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> but great. like, why at least my mom can't like hear me upstairs. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> combination of true true crime true true crime and a bit of the paranormal because mine is sort of disturbing and i wonder if we should get it out of the way so you can like mine is also kind of disturbing oh no should we do paper rock yeah 
I cut you. You cut me. You go first. <laughs> I go first. Okay. So prepare to feel slightly upset. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I actually started my notes out with, I want to start off by saying I'm sorry <laughs> for the next story. It's true and it's a crime. Okay, question. Yeah. Do any animals get hurt in this? Get hurt? Yeah. No. Or die? They don't die in it. Okay, so there's just an animal, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't know if it's fine. Oh, no. Okay. But they don't die in it. Okay, all right. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. Because it's always like, are the animals okay? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's how I am with like any movie that I watch. I'm like, is the dog going to be fine? <laughs> if it's not, I don't want to know. I don't want to watch either. this. Yeah. Yeah, like when you were told me about, you are like, let's watch and discuss it. Like, oh, don't, don't F with, with cats? Yeah, from Netflix, and I was like, absolutely not. If you can get through, like, the first episode, no. it's all about catching the guy. No, no, no. You don't see anything. No, doesn't But matter. you do have a lot of emotions. Yeah, nope, don't want to watch it. Sad and anger. Yeah, nope, you're good. Okay. All right, I did it for us. Thank you. Sacrifice. Thank you for your sacrifice and your service. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Turn your book. Bye. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, so my let's story go. is it's true and it's a crime, mm. but it's not murder. Oh, interesting. Okay. But it's a it's a crime and it's true. <laughs> Wait. Is it a true crime or is it a crime that's true? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's it? <laughs> I don't know why I had to say that, but I felt like I needed to. Okay. Okay, so I was re-listening to some of our old old episodes, mm-hmm. and I had at some point referenced or mentioned a story that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and so um, I couldn't even remember what episode I was on to tell you to go back and listen to it, okay. but anyways, it's really bizarre, and I'm, I'm sorry. Oh boy. All right, so Brian James Hathaway committed an act that I'm sure did not bring joy and happiness to his family and friends. Ooh. Don, don, don. Okay, so Brian Hathaway is from Superior, Wisconsin, which I wanted to point out. He lives in Wisconsin. Okay? Not Minnesota. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> Superior, Wisconsin is um, east of Duluth, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they sh- um, are on the shores of Lake Superior. Yep. Um, That's so, it's called Superior. Yeah. Uh-huh. Superior. You got it. Oh, oh. On, uh, oh. oh. We're so smart. So smart. Imagine, okay, so Brian is basically... Down this road, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he comes upon an animal carcass. No, and he drags it into the woods. What? Okay, so that's okay. how the story starts. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. He has a urge to fulfill. No, and decides to satisfy that need then and there. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you could see me right now. <laughs> I'm in like this position. Please forgive me. Prayer position. I've got hands on my head. Concern. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, well, if this was a scenario, this is Brian Hathaway Mm -hmm. in October 2006. Mm -hmm. Brian is a 20-year-old who lives, as I said, in Superior, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. when he took a ride on his bike and Mm -hmm. went bicycling. Mm -hmm. He came upon a deer carcass. He Mm -hmm. moves the deer into the woods. And so now that we knew, I knew exactly where he was, um, or at least the street he was on, so I pulled it up on Google Earth. Mm -hmm. And I looked, and the road is um, sort of overgrown, has some trees, like, off, but actually not that close to the uh, road. So he had to drag it pretty far, I'm assuming. And then also down the road, there was some kind of, like, um, 
fact factory or something. Mm-hmm. So based on what I was seeing, I don't know this in person. It doesn't look like a all the time traveled road. Okay. So there was some kind of what's the word like not privacy, but just not a lot of traffic sure. on the road. Okay. Anyways, I'm sorry. <clears throat> so it's just it's sort of connected um, Highway 53 and like Highway 35. Like it's like the um, H the you know this whatever. Anyways, it <laughs> connects the two highways. Okay. And um, let me see here. So Brian had dragged his deer, the deer off, did his relations, mm-hmm. and then at some point he was arrested for the crime. I never mm-hmm. found any specifics for how it, the police how came to find him. out yeah. or anything. I couldn't, I looked at so many God articles. Said, please arrest that man. <laughs> um, but I believe he was first interviewed at like a halfway house. So mm-hmm. that already indicates some kind of issues yeah. with him yeah. in some way. I don't know exactly. Yeah. And at first he told the police that um, he was helping his dad butcher a deer or in some way working with a deer that was killed legally mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but the police had noticed that there was blood like on his clothing mm-hmm. and also deer hair, which mm-hmm. is different. It's like longer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually he came out and said that he had sex with a deer carcass. At some point, he tells the cops, quote, when I was done, I was upset with myself. I know having sex with animals is wrong, but I can't help myself and I need help, unquote. Mm-hmm. Yes. Brian entered a no contest plea to a misdemeanor mm-hmm. charge and um, it was for the mistreatment of an animal. Okay. Uh, Brian's attorney tried to get the case thrown out, and this is an interesting approach, Mm -hmm. because the animal was dead. I don't think that stops anything, sir. But the judge rejected this. The judge is like, absolutely not. That guy's weird. (laughs) And disagreed because, like, the no sex with animal laws Mm -hmm. was, quote, essentially the legislator's effort to codify what is legally unacceptable in a society with respect to to human behavior okay so mm-hmm. but he's like cool mm-hmm. try cool. it is an interesting approach yeah yeah but no it's like that this. it's like that uh gif of um from brooklyn 99 where andy samberg's character is like cool story but still murder <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> still what, did what you did yeah so oh, he cool motive, cool motive it said cool motive yeah but still, still murder <laughs> um so he's eventually sentenced to one year of probation had to have sex offender an evaluation oh, of that. Interesting. Just to see where, where yeah, it was, I guess. Yeah. And then he had to go to a specific treatment center that's located in Duluth called the Psychological and Sexual Health Center. Fun. I was like, interesting. Yeah. Um, and the reason he had to go to that special, like a higher, better one, is because the, the judge was like, this guy needs to get help. Help. Yeah. And he needs the best help out there, okay. basically. That's good. Yeah. So, um, I, as I was digging through this true space crime, Mm -hmm. um, I also found some other articles about Brian and uh, (laughs) I found that one year prior to this, Mm -hmm. he killed a Arabian horse for the purpose of having relations Wow. So he was down this path Jeez. already. Um, he ended up not doing the actual act. He uh-huh. did kill the horse, but he yeah. didn't get to the... To that part. He didn't, didn't go all the way. He didn't have relations. 
because uh, a neighbor had heard the gunshot go off uh, and like started going towards him and he yeah, got he, spooked he's in like, so he was uh, found guilty of killing the horse with the intention of having sex with it and sentenced to 18 months confinement mm. and two years of extended supervision for the felony because it's mm. a felony. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, if I understand this right, he was sentenced to 18 months, which means he basically would have gotten out of jail if he served that full time. Yeah. And then committed this act with the deer. Oh, God. So, wow. I'm guessing he didn't get any treatment, really, with, no. well, with that, that one. first initial one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go quick through this other stuff. He okay. also had, uh, in 2012, more recently, uh, charged with four crimes, assaulting an officer, obstructing ju- justice, mm-hmm. fleeing, and receiving stolen property. Mm-hmm. He had to, at that time, uh, go through psychological treatment again. Mm-hmm. And then, as recently as July 2019 in Duluth, he got in a fight with his girlfriend. He's a... Who? <laughs> Question. Mm-hmm. How does he get a girlfriend? How does he and get a girlfriend? I don't have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But some girl... Well, maybe she doesn't know. We're going to hope. Yeah. And pray. Maybe she's like, he's just a normal guy. And he's just like... Mm-hmm, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Google my name. Yeah. <laughs> My name is, what's his name again? Brian James Hathaway. He's like, my name is Ryan uh, John Jingleheimer. (laughs) Schmidt. Schmidt. (laughs) Hyphenated. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So they get into a fight, and apparently it was about their dirty apartment. A neighbor neighbor hears it and then eventually calls the cops, and while the cops are, like, there, he resisted arrest and allegedly grabbed the officer's taser and pointed it at a different officer. Oh, cool. So that's not, that's not good. That's not a good thing to do. And so now he faces gross misdemeanor domestic assault charges, and I imagine there has to be something about this alleged taser grab. Right, yeah, correct. And now I need absolution. <laughs> <laughs> and I am done. I, now I need to have a cleansing of my ears. Thank you. This is... It's blank. This is it. No, yes, it is. Oh, there he is. Looks like an average he, person. You know what he looks like? You remember from Lilo and Stitch? Yeah! The boyfriend dude? Yeah. That's what he looks like. He does. No. Well, that's ruined. Thanks. Okay. Wow. Let's start that off. Can you um, reset us a little? Well, mine's about axe murder. Oh! <laughs> okay. Specifically, and prob- people who are into like true crime probably already know this one, but it's the Villisca axe murders. Villisca? It's like V-I-L-L-I-S-C-A. Like sort of sounds familiar, that word. Yeah, I'm probably, I probably told you about this one before because it's like one of those stories where I'm like, this is wild. <laughs> but I'll tell all of y'all about it now. Oh, all y'alls. Okay, so this occurred uh, between the evening of June 10th, 1912 and the morning of June 11th, 1912 in Villisca, Iowa, which is located in the southwest corner of the state. There were six members of the Moore family and two house guests. There are two neighbor girls that were bludgeoned to death. Mm-hmm. The family consisted of Dad Josiah, Mom Sarah, kids Herman, Mary Catherine, Arthur, and Paul Vernon, ages 11, 10, 7, and 5, respectively. The neighbor girls were Ina May, who was 8, and Lena Gertrude Stillinger, who was 12, um, and they had been invited over by Mary Catherine, the daughter. Okay. The family and the girls had attended the Presbyterian Church where they attended slash participated in the Children's Day program and left for the Moore's house sometime between 9.45 and 10 o'clock p.m. Oh. on the 10th. 
At night they left? Yeah. Okay. I know. Those old people. Olden days. Rocked it. Okay. The next day, uh, neighbor Mary Peckham became concerned when she noticed that the Moore family had not uh, come out to do their morning chores, around, which was usually around 7 a.m., um, and she went to Joe and check on them. She tried to open the door, but discovered it was locked. Note that. Locked doors. Yep. <laughs> write, write it down. <laughs> she let out the Moore's chickens and called Ross Moore, Josiah's brother. They both tried to call out for the Moore's, but received no response. Ross Moore unlocked the front door with a copy of his house key. Uh, Peckham stayed on the front porch while Ross went to investigate, and there he found the bodies of Ina and Lena Stillinger in the guest bedroom, which was on, like, the first floor. Okay. Uh, Ross Moore immediately told Peckham to call Hank Horton, the town's, one of the town's peace officers, who arrived shortly thereafter. Horton went through the house, finding the Moore family and the Stillinger girls, as well as the axe that murdered the family in the guest room the Stillinger girls were in. Oh, wow. Doctors concluded the murders took place between midnight and 5 a.m. Two used cigarettes were found in the attic, suggesting that the killers or killer hid and waited for the family to fall asleep before they attacked. The killer slash killers started in the master bedroom where they killed the parents first. Josiah had the most damage, being bludgeoned to the point where his eyes were missing. The killers then proceeded to the children's room using the blunt end of the axe on them. So he used the blade side on Josiah Mm -hmm. and then the blunt end, the other side, on the rest of the family. Wow. Um, They returned to the master bedroom to inflict more blows on the parents. They knocked over a shoe that had filled with blood before moving downstairs to the guest bedroom. How do you know that? I don't know. Okay. They, They figured it out. Yeah. Um, investigators believe everyone but Lena was asleep when they were killed. Lena was found crosswise on the bed and had defensive wounds on her arm. Mm. She was also most likely, or an attempt had been made to molest her because her underwear was, like, down and her Mm. dress was up. Um, they did, I don't know, I remember watching this in a show, but they were, like, it was the axe marks were like on the ceiling uh-huh. or like on the wall well, so, that sort of makes sense yeah so like he was either i don't i think they said that he was, he was either standing on like the bed and like hitting him mm-hmm. or like was like standing next to him and was hitting him so hard that he was like hitting the ceiling wow okay that's force yeah so um it's still unsolved the actual murders but they had many suspects, so I'm going to go through those. The most notable are Reverend George Kelly, Frank F. Jones, William Mansfield, Loving Mitchell. I don't really have a whole lot of information on him, so don't worry about him. Okay. Henry Lee Moore, Andrew uh, Sawyer, and one other that I will get to. Okay. <clears throat> Andrew Sawyer was a transient who had approached a bridge foreman and a pick driver. Is that what I wrote? Pile driver. <laughs> Pile it's driver. very hard to it's write. A pile driver, other than a wrestling move. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's with the railroad. Oh. The Burlington Railroad <laughs> okay, good. in Burlington, Iowa, in Crest. Wait, what? In Creston, Iowa, at six. A- oh, he approached him in Creston, Iowa, at six a.m. The morning of the murders, looking for a job. The foreman, needing men, was apprehensive because Sawyer looked kind of like a weirdo, uh, mm-hmm. but gave him a job anyway. The foreman testified later um, that evening that Sawyer had purchased a newspaper and went off to read it, and he was very interested in the story about the murders. The crew said Sawyer slept in his clothes and did not want to sleep by himself. He also slept with his axe next to him. 
uh, which made the crew very nervous. Do you sleep with an ex? Maybe I do. <laughs> he also talked often about the uh, Blaska murder or Bliska murders and whether or not the killer had been apprehended. He also told the foreman he was in Villisca the night of the murders and left because he was worried that people would think he was a suspect. He's so weird. He's like, here's a flag, here's a red flag, here's a red flag. <laughs> How many red flags can I throw out? <laughs> Here we go. Um, so the foreman turned him over to the sheriff, obviously. Thank you. The foreman and his son had testified that Sawyer had threatened the crew prior to being arrested, saying he would cut off their damn heads. <laughs> And had shown the son where the murderer supposedly had escaped. Um, mm-hmm. Sawyer was di- dismissed as a suspect as officials proved he had been arrested in a different town the night of the murders for vagrancy. <laughs> so, okay, so he so he was in this other town, supposedly, yep. and then came to this town in the morning. Yep. And that's why he's like, oh, yeah. geez, they like, they're going to think I did it. Yeah, they like let him on a train at like 11 o'clock at night and okay. was like, get out of here, yo. You're vagrant. You're vagrant. <laughs> rascal. You're rascal. Get out of here. Um, the next one is Reverend George Kelly. He was an English-born traveling minister in town the night of the murders. He was described as peculiar, reportedly having a mental breakdown as an adolescent. He was accused as an adult of peeping <clears throat> and asking young women and girls to pose nude for him. A reverend. Reverend. He was teaching at the Children's Day services beginning on June 8th and left town sometime between 5 and 5.30 a.m. on June 11th. Kelly confessed to the murders in court, but the jury didn't believe his confession. He displayed fascination with the case and wrote many letters to police, investigators, and family members of the deceased. A private investigator replied back to Kelly asking for details he knew about the crimes, but his known mental illness made authorities question whether he knew the details because he did it. Or because he's like a wackadoo and just imagined it. Mm-hmm. In 1914, he was committed to a national mental hospital in D.C. after having been arrested for sending obscene material to a woman who had applied to be his secretary. <laughs> um, leading investigators to speculate if he did kill the Moore family. He was arrested in 1917 for the actual murders um, of, the, of, the, of the Moore family. Yep. And he confessed to them, but he recanted that afterward and was acquitted. So that was that. So was he in two trials? Yes. Is that what that's saying? Wow. Yeah. Um, Frank F. Jones is another one. He was a Villisca resident and Iowa State Senator. Josiah Moore worked for Jones and his implement store, or at his implement store, excuse me. Um, but he left to start his own, taking business away from Jones, including a John Deere dealership. Oh, my God. Um, Moore supposedly was having an affair with Jones's daughter-in-law, but there was no evidence for that. Okay. Okay. William Mansfield, he's kind of like one of the topper suspects. Topper suspects. Accurate term. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was possibly hired as a hitman Mm -hmm. to kill the Moore family by Frank Jones. Okay. He is believed to be a serial killer. Oh, wow. After having killed his wife, infant child, and parents-in-law two years after the Villisca murders, um, <clears throat> he's believed to have committed axe murders in Kansas four days before the crimes in Villisca and in Illinois, like, around that time. Wow. Each crime was accessible by train and carried out in the same manner. He was released after mm-hmm. a special grand jury in Montgomery County, which I'm not sure... If that's in Iowa or not, I think. Okay. I was like, I gotta look that up, and then I forgot. Yeah. Um, refused to indict him on the grounds that his alibi checked out. Also suspected in the X Men murders in New Orleans. 
which happened oh, in yeah. 1922. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, each murders involved the uh, victims being hacked to death with an axe. Mirrors were covered. A burning lamp with a chimney off was left at the foot of the bed. And a basin in which the murderer washed was found in the kitchen. So, like, each murder had the same M.O. M.O. Yeah. Henry Lee Moore is another suspect. He's a suspected serial killer who was convicted of killing his mother and grandmother several months after the Villisca murders. And his choice of weapon was an axe. Now, here's a special suspect. Paul Mueller. Fun fact, I have an uncle named Paul Mueller. (laughs) (laughs) I am scared. (laughs) I remember when, like, so there's a book that I'll talk about. Um, My mom and I read it. And my, we got to that part and we're like, is Uncle Paul a time-traveling serial killer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so he was recently considered the suspect um, due to the 2017 book by Bill James and Rachel McCarthy James, father and daughter, called The Man from the Train. They believe the Villisca murders were part of a larger series of murders committed by one serial killer. Mm. They believe it was Paul Mueller. He was an immigrant from Germany who was being hunted down as a sole suspect in the 1897 murder of a family in West Brookfield, Massachusetts, where he had been a farmhand. Okay. Um, during research on the Villisca murders, they found similar murders of families across the U.S., including like the, some of the ones I talked about with Mansfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, the killing spree lasted over a decade, with 59 people being killed in 14 separate accounts, including the two that Mansfield were supposedly involved in. Uh, the killer selected families who lived near railroad tracks, stuck, struck in ambush around midnight while victims were asleep, used the blunt side of an axe rather than the blade side to strike victims in the head and face. He, uh, they used an axe that was found in the victim's home and left in plain sight after the murders. He covered the faces of victims with blankets to prevent blood spatter. Uh, covered windows from inside and locked doors before leaving. Mm-hmm. The one. Yeah. 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 Making sense. Yeah. Um, in Mueller's crimes, there were often, but not always, uh, an alleged sexual motive directed towards a pubescent girl like Lena. Yeah. They also believe he was the suspect in the Hinterkaifeck murders in Germany that happened in 1922. Can you say it again? Hinterkaifeck. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So he murdered there, came here. Yeah. Yeah. So he was probably just going beepity-bopping around on trains. It's really boat. smart yeah. to do it on houses that are right by the train, train tracks. Because he got an easy getaway. What a genius Use he was. there. Use there. You don't to tote I don't have to axe. take it with me. Yeah. I'll do all this other weird stuff because that's what I want to do as I kill people. Mm. Mm. Okay, so some paranormal side to it. Ooh. Um, it was featured, the Villisca Axe murders were featured on Ghost Hunters, Scariest Places on Earth, Most Terrifying Places in America, and was were featured on the podcast Lore, and That's Why We Drink. Okay. Which is one of our favorites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, stuff You Should Know and My Favorite Murder. Next page. <laughs> um, featured in books Morning Red Rain by, excuse me, <laughs> spurped, <laughs> by Stephen Bowman. Um, murdered in their beds by Troy Taylor and, of course, the man from the train. Yeah. Two movies were made about the incident, called, both called The Axe Murders of Villisca. <laughs> One of them can be found on YouTube. Oh, good. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Uh, people who lived lived in the house after the murders, but they didn't stay for long. Uh, people have experienced 
disembodied footsteps, Ooh. things moving, voices, particularly children's voices, apparitions, shadows, and bad vibes. <laughs> um, a man staying there uh, during an overnight ghost hunt inexplicably stabbed himself. So that was spooky. Or was it? Maybe it is. I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's a corkboard in the house that contains pictures of ghostly evidence, and it's mostly like orbs and weird lights, but there's also one where it looks like a person's got a scratch on their back. Ooh. And so, to end it, you can spend the night there for just over $400. It's a lot of like ghost hunters go there and do that. You can also tour the house um, for $10 for adults and $5 for kids. <laughs> like, very high here, to anybody. You gotta spend a billion dollars to stay there, but here's Five bucks for your small child to go and to her house where mur- children were murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and my stuff was uh, from Wikipedia and Road Trippers magazine. I like it. I just wanted to do that. So, yeah. So, there's the, uh, the murder, the Velisca Axe murders. So, question. Mm-hmm. If for some really weird reason mm-hmm. people said, hey, we want to send you down there mm-hmm. and stay the night. Would we go? And they paid for it. Hell yeah. You'd do it? Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be cool. You would do it? Yeah. How scared would you be? I mean, I'd, pro- I'd probably be like, the, like, I mean, like I said, like I fought the dark. <laughs> so, obviously, I'd be like, oh, you can't get me. You can't get me, ghost people. You don't know me. I don't know you. And then I'd just, like, lay in my bed like, mm-hmm. bad idea. You made a mistake. <laughs> but I would do it. That'd be fun. It'd be so much fun. Would you have your ghost app up? Like, talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> ghost. Axe. Axe. <laughs> stab. Stab me. Stab. 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 It's stab. Crying. <laughs> oh. oh. That's good, Anna. Thanks. Vasilla. Veliska. Veliska. Okay, so remember when I was like, how would they know that? Yeah. Because how would they know they went from parents to kids, I think, and then back maybe to Maybe like the blood spatter? Well, they didn't, I don't know if they didn't have that much blood spatter, but maybe it's We're like. We're from 1912. Well, I know that, like I say, I don't, I know like today they can like tell when a person yeah, like died. And... Yeah. So maybe, I don't know if they had the ability back then okay. to like judge like, oh, this person is a little bit more decomposed than this person. So yeah. they probably went there and there. Okay. And then a boot full of blood? Yeah, a shoe full of blood. It was knocked over. Why did it have blood in it? Well, they probably just... Like it, okay, so their foot's hanging over the, over the uh, bed well, and fills like, up. There was like a shoe probably mm-hmm. like next to the bed or somewhere close. Okay. And then the blood from the people probably flowed in. Yeah, and so. then they kicked it over. <laughs> and they were like, get out of here. Oh, it's full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> like so random. <laughs> What the actual story is would be very interesting. Maybe they were just like, I'm going to fill this up with blood. I'm going to put it here. And then they like knocked it over and they're like, oh, God dang, dang it. it. You always do this. <sighs> Why am I like this? <laughs> I ask myself. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Yeah. Um, I think we'll do special something next week. It was on our calendar. A special something? Another episode. Oh, yeah. We're going to do two. We're going to do two. Two. I have a lot of research to yeah. do. Yeah. We're also uh, getting some equipment soon. Oh, yeah. So hopefully that it makes us sound really good. Yeah. I think we're going to do a test one, which mm-hmm. 
won't be released because no. mine i have a full episode i could do but in my research i'm like this is actually not, i don't think i'd present this oh so i have per, my my All point right. is i have material so, you already presented us some dead deer oh, uh, God, i know stuff so thanks a lot <laughs> you're like why didn't you throw that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think I'm going to test with that. And then are yeah. we doing two episodes that are actually published? Yeah. Okay. So we'll test and then yeah. try out our new stuff. Yeah. Cool. Really pretty exciting, guys. We're getting too high tech, though. <sighs> Step it down. We're, uh, we went from being published by email <laughs> to Apple Podcasts. Apple so, Podcasts. you know, we're just getting up in the world. We are. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Moana. Moana. <laughs> what? Oh, Moana. Moana. I thought you meant Ma- Mana or Mana. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's not an exciting thing to talk to about. <laughs> you were smiling what? at me, and I'm like, are you stealing Mana. my essence? Mana. <laughs> all right, well, thank right. you. Yeah. We will um, see you next week. Yeah. And we'll figure out all the stuff yeah. we talk about. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure- okay. okay, bye, Lydia. Bye. Bye. bye.